Cincinnati Garden sitting out there big as day. Open that up, renovate it, soccer, soccer. What's up, world? This is your boy Sway from MTV News. You are back! Episode number six, week number four, Knifey Lion, Lion Radio. Radio. My name is Jonah. You can catch me at the Ice Skates on Twitter, at the Burning Bison on Reddit, and you have to follow at Knifey Lion Radio on Twitter, the podcast Twitter account. We have not nearly enough followers, and it's kind of embarrassing. I will not clog your feed. Only posting important things. I am joined by uh, former indoor instigator, Zach. Hi, we do have more than 100 listeners, though. (laughs) Also joined by Nick from Soccer. Hello. You want to try that again? (laughs) (laughs) Hi, how you doing? Wow, we're already 33% (laughs) more people, but that's not it. We've also got uh, Zach's friend, Chad. I am also here with the group. (laughs) You might recognize those voices from Tommy, Tyler, and The Truth, and we'll have some updates on that, some real-world updates later. Yeah, neither had been seen since our visit to John Hark's cabin in the woods. (laughs) Or have they? So, this week we'll be talking about the immense 1-1 draw with the fiery thunder kids from Bethlehem Steel. We'll do a game recap. We'll do a very important... Where's, Where's Nazmi? Uh, we'll hit you with, of course, some... Catch watch! Um, looks like the stadium deal's reaching ahead, so maybe we'll talk on that for some reason. And if we get to it, some chance. So, episode six, and if you've made it this far, you're a friend of me, you're a friend of all of us, and you're officially in the John Harks Cave of Wonders. And before I forget, if you love being in the Cave of Wonders... You can now buy an official John Hark's Cave of Wonders t-shirt. Go to KnifeyLionRadio.com. It'll take you to a beautiful John Hark shirt, or you can get the logo shirt. We've already sold one. We might sell two by tomorrow. Anything's possible. Pick one up. I'll retweet you. So, let's talk about game number four. 1-1 draw. Bethlehem Steel. The New York Yankees of the USL. Let's start with the starting lineup. It was not the same. Yeah, I don't have it in front of me, but... As we all know, it was very exciting. See Nazmi Abadwi on the starting lineup. Also, Haber, Sam DeWitt on the bench. Um, Boehner? Boehner, yeah, also. Yeah, finally switching it up. I guess all it takes is a 1-0 loss. and uh, Koch feeling the internet heat. That's the only explanation. Yeah, I think that hashtag from BroBeans on Reddit really pushed him <laughs> over the edge. He took it too far. He made me a little uncomfortable with his free Nazmi. I kind of backed off my free Nazmi corner because it was getting a little too hot out there. Yeah, I will say probably everyone is in agreement that once he got in the starting lineup, we're all a little nervous because if he didn't perform, it was going to be our fault. <laughs> first impressions on the game, I thought the first 20 and last 20 minutes were our best. And uh, we struggled in the middle there. I think the game was, for me, kind of a disappointment, to be honest. Most of the games have been kind of a disappointment. And <laughs> Wow. <laughs> supposed to be coming into this more positive, but uh, that's not happening at the moment. But, no, I mean, the game, what Zach said, is kind of true. I mean, first 20 minutes, it's just, I, I see what they were trying to do. They're trying to play the ball through the middle. They're trying to make that their game. And it just, there was a lot of discombobulation. I mean, just a lot of long balls just launched deep down the field and, I feel like every time you're doing that, you're li- you're literally just making it a 50-50 ball, and we couldn't get anything on. And then the last thing you want to do is let a team that's inferior, which Bethlehem Steel were. What? 
Yeah, yeah, <laughs> they okay. were. You, you let a team like that score a goal, and then the, the confidence just kind of takes over for them. And, you know, first 15 minutes, I mean, we had the, we had the possession, we were on the play, but, you know, that goal kind of was like the stake in our heart. We bounced back, and I think Nazmi was a big part of that. He was unlocking a lot of doors, which was great. Like you guys said, it was the, my perception of him was kind of fulfilled a little bit today. I and mean, he had some sloppy passes and stuff. And let's not even talk about that chip attempt there. I don't know. It didn't happen. <laughs> so. It's his first game. I give him a pass for some of this stuff because he hasn't gotten a single minute in a regular season game. So, but he had some flick-ons that it was like, oh yeah, this is the Nazmi I've been craving. He blew a chance in that first half, too. It was like a half volley that he put over the top, but I think he should have buried that. I think everyone on the team had one volley way over the top, it seemed like. Ledesma had one. He had one. Welshman had one. Jimmy had one when he came in, too. <sighs> Jimmy played? Uh, Jimmy had one. <laughs> Chad, the listeners have been craving your thoughts. Uh, we know you missed the first goal. You walked in a little late. But after that, what were you thinking in that first half? Because you were also with the group. Oh, man. I can't follow that. Say it's not about the X's and O's, it's about the Jim's and Joe's. <laughs> yeah, to reiterate what Nick said, Bethlehem's opening goal really put a damper on the game, obviously, but we looked really good prior to that, and it was kind of frustrating because their goal was it was kind of a shit goal. I mean, the finish was actually really good, but it was lucky because it came off a bad shot and he just happened to be standing right there. Touch. Newton, we've we can all agree he's a dead man walking. Uh again lets in a goal. No. <laughs> wasn't his fault. He had a fine game again. But besides, he, uh, he had a couple other saves. But the back line, the whole game, they, they they were a little rougher than weeks past. We haven't had one thing to complain about with uh, DeKel and Forrest Lasso. And they had some wonky short clearances this week and a few things that made you scratch your head. Nothing too serious, but... Yeah, they were... I know this is a cliche, but they were giving them a little too much respect, I think. They kept backing off. They gave him some really good looks. I think they were just scared to close him down. I don't know why. I mean, I think Forrest Lasso is a. I mean, he's a beast. He's huge presence back there, and he, he you know, he can definitely c- control the tempo a little bit in the back. But my one big issue with him is like, we'll get the ball and he'll just play these fifty-yard balls down the down the field. And when we don't play that game, and we play the game of keeping possession and playing the ball through the middle, like we just we look. 10 times better of a team. Koch did kind of do what I was hoping. If he wants to keep three in the middle there, and he dropped Bone deeper and put Nazmi up higher, and I thought Corbin Bone did pretty good. He had a couple good chances on goal too, but yeah, I think uh, Bone, Ryan, and Nazmi, for me, that's a go-to three. And even when Walker comes back, I think he's got to earn his way into that starting lineup now. I don't know how Koch feels about Nazmi, but I thought he proved himself today. I think we all noticed he didn't have the frame I was totally expecting. It looked like... <laughs> yeah, you know. he might have been skipping lap time at practice the past couple of months. Maybe that's why he, he was hasn't a little, been playing. He was a little pouchier than I was expecting. And uh, I don't know if he's always like that, because maybe we're looking at the normal Nazmi. Hashtag normal Nazmi. Free Nazmi's dead. But it didn't seem to slow him down. In fact, you know, he's got that wide butt. He could kind of body people out a little bit. But he was playing <laughs> He was playing some short balls. He did a few little things where I was like, yes, this is this is what we've been waiting for. And I think once he gets totally in the groove, I think we're good to go. But I, I do have something to say. Last week, I felt like maybe we were a little harsh on our man Corbin Bone. And free Nazmi movement was kind of posed as an anti-Corbin Bone movement. Somehow, the two got conflated because he was in Nazmi's position. But as we saw this week, they can play at the same time. But um, I just have something I want to say to Corbin Bone. So, Corbin, if you're listening, 
uh, I have some words for you. First off, you've done a great job this year, tasked with wearing multiple hats. Truly a hat guy, and it's commendable. I know it seems you've taken too much of the blame when things go bad, and not enough credit when they go well, and you know what? That's probably true. You've been mentioned by FCC fans more often than you should, but there's a few reasons why, and I'd like to share. It's your name, number one. People, me especially, we love saying your name. Corbin Bone, Corbin Bone. It feels good to say when we're getting levels on the mics here at the KLR Studios. We don't say check one, two. We say Corbin Bone. The oral pleasure one gets from saying your name leads us to bringing you up often, if only to say Corbin Bone more. Number two, of course, is because you were in Nazmi's spot, and that's not your control. You play where you play, but the hope of a shiny new toy was hard for us to resist. He was the Buzz Lightyear to your Woody. Number three, the number 10 role can be an abstract painting interpreted in different ways. As an art connoisseur myself, I know what I'm looking at, but others might not be so advanced. Corbin, I send out a heartfelt apology. You are loved, and more important, you're Alan Koch's favorite human, and you've proven your bravery again and again with each passing hairstyle. You'll always be special to me, to us, and to the world. God bless you, Corbin Bone. Hashtag Forest Lasso. Back to the game. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) I hope he's listening. Corbin, um, we do know where you live. (laughs) Maybe we'll knock on your door and drop off an audio CD. Yeah, I was at the uh, park on Chase and Fergus the other day, (laughs) and I saw you walking with your family. (laughs) Followed you for a little while. Strolled past Sidewinder's coffee shop. Took pictures and sent it to the group chat. <laughs> chat? <laughs> I'm also here with the group. Be sure to be Uh-oh. sure to be sure to listen every week, Corbin, uh, for more in personal info that's being released through this podcast. It's the only way you can know. Look, I'm not a stalker. We're you know, practically neighbors. So second half. We scored a goal. 71st minute. Nazmi, he took that one ball off his knee and then farted it in there. And it was, <laughs> yeah. I was pretty relieved. It might have been a scuffed shot. He might have done it on purpose. But I blame the field. There were a few rough patches. Otherwise, that thing's top corner and burning a hole in the net. Yeah, I'll actually go ahead and blame the field for a couple of his misplaced passes, which didn't find their man because they just seem to slow down slow down. Well, look at the corners. Go back and look. watch watch the replay. Look at the corners. So you've seen the outfield of the Houston Astros Stadium where at the, the very back it like goes up and it's kind of quirky. I can't recall. No, this is like that, except no one knows it exists because no one cares. It's like the Zoe Deschanel of soccer field. <laughs> quirky. <laughs> and curvy? <laughs> huh? Something else <laughs> <that> happened. <laughs> yeah, I, I know one thing that happened. Richie Ryan was trying to assist Bethlehem Steel. <laughs> Yeah, Richie Ryan's probably been the most consistent player this whole season, so we'll give him that. But he did present them with a glorious opportunity. The second half, Jimmy came on um, all across Cincinnati. Um, housewives were standing and standing ovation. Koenig came in. I, he did something. I don't really remember <laughs> the goddamn You're, uh, thing he did. He sprinted. You're, <laughs> you're skipping the most important sub. Lance Lang was the first one to come on, which moved Hoyt over the right side. Lang moved to left back. For me, that was the smartest sub. The rest of them didn't really have much of an impact. Yeah, Jimmy did not get on the ball that many times, and I don't think that was his fault, just kind of the way the cookie crumbled in the second half. He did. I think he won at least two corners. He wasn't worthless out there. No. Uh, He had that missed chance. Nick, what are your final thoughts about the game that we haven't really talked about? Well, this is kind of bigger than just the game. Yes. Here we go. Yeah. Is this about Bethlehem? It's... (laughs) Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hold on. Before he says that, ladies and gentlemen, new segment. This is called Nick from Soccer's Big Picture. Ruined this entire segment by 
No, uh, the big picture for me is, you know, I was kind of hoping with all these players that we've acquired for this team that we were going to be able to play uh, like a style of soccer where you're, you're, you're kind of attacking throughout the midfield and you're putting like some penetrating balls into the box. Um, but we've kind of resorted this season so far in this game. For the most part, it's been a lot of flank cross play. And I, like, you know, we're serving balls in from the outside, you know, and every time you do this, you're, you're, you're lowering your percentage or your chances of, of obtaining the ball and keeping possession. I don't know. It's just been kind of frustrating on that. I, I just feel like this team was built to kind of get away from that style of soccer where we're like sending in these 30-yard crosses, just kind of hoping that we can get with someone like Nazmi, which I think it's totally possible, in uniform with um, a unison with with Kenny Walker or, or Corbin Bone, where we were able to keep possession in the midfield and, and kind of play these balls into the top of the box to give our guys opportunities. All that's true. It was still at least a little more uh, entertaining to me than the Louisville game was. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, but if you, it looks like you have the players to do it. But we're not doing it, so then whose fault? Is yeah, it? and and I think I think there's some real legitimacy to like you know the whole notion of it. These guys got to gel. I get that. That's totally true. Um, the last 20 minutes, like Zach mentioned, were were pretty good. I mean, we were building a lot. We were playing a lot through the midfield. Richie Ryan looked really good in his last 15 minutes. Um, Nas looked pretty good. I mean. Um, that was kind of a glimmer of like where we're going with this. I introduced a uh, segment last week that was just as a joke, which was uh, Daniel Haber's style. <laughs> but we could talk about it. It's like the headband has to go. The black gloves with the headband it looks like he's playing um, flag football <laughs> with his buddies from uh, McSully's Pub. And yeah, did he have any skin showing besides his face? <laughs> Show some skin, Habes. <laughs> he looks like he should be on the racquetball court. Yeah, he does. I mean, he looks more USL than MLS. <laughs> say that. Hey, hey, Haber, <laughs> you're not you're not coming with us. I'm sorry. Yeah, maybe uh, you, you and Alan Koch can start a new business together. <laughs> uh, before we get to Koch Watch, we can do it real quick because we've already touched on it. Where's, Where's Nazmi? Well, Nazmi was in the goddamn starting eleven. I was pleasantly surprised, but I feel like Koch maybe started Boehner just to be like, you know, this isn't about Nazmi. Look, I put Boehner in, too. <laughs> like, don't get too excited. And uh, I think he justified his spot. We've already talked about him, but I'd say overall, he did a good job, and he was a net positive. Yeah. Definitely. Corbin besides besides Bone, just the goal. Corbin Bone did a better job than Seymour in his spot, and Nazmi did great up there, so I think it's success. Yeah. Today was probably... Seymour probably had the worst day today of anyone. Yeah. He was begging for it to fail and it didn't. But (laughs) hashtag Cage Nosby. (laughs) Yeah. I'm going to start Cage Nosby next week if he sails one more over the bar. One goal will not do. Walker's probably not even hurt, but (laughs) they got a misery style situation with a sledgehammer over at Seymour's house. Clearly, Kenny Walker and um, Nosby were spending their whole offseason together at the buffet. And I'd just like to say, guys, (laughs) it's time to switch things up. The season has started. Uh, Misery is a Stephen King book where an insane fan holds her favorite author hostage and breaks his legs. And if you've read Misery, you are officially (laughs) the John Hart's Cave of Wonders. And that brings us to this week's Catch Watch. 
um, you know, he immediately gets an A plus because he started Nazmi. We tried some different things, and then it always m- morphs back into like what we normally do. I think his his seat is just like however warm his butt is naturally making the seat the natural warmth. He, he definitely things are better than last week where I had him over a fiery cauldron. Chad, give me a temperature for Koch. Yeah, lukewarm. <laughs> well <About> said. <laughs> I uh, think. Uh, I think maybe I was a little harsh on him last week. I think I said... Uh, we were harsh on everyone. I think I said, uh, what the fuck is he doing? <laughs> but having taken some time on that Louisville game, you know, we were really the better team in the second half. Today, yeah, he's not on the hot seat. I didn't like all his subs. I thought Ledesma kind of laid an egg out there today. But I don't know. Who do you put over there? Yeah, Nick, you were you were clamoring for Sem DeWitt. You want to talk about that? <laughs> <laughs> I was Chad. That was me. <laughs> Chad, you've been begging for Sem DeWitt all season. You love his style when you see him on the sidelines. I call no, him. I call <laughs> Sam the shit. Damn. Damn. I was about to say it. He's the man. Oh, hell yeah. Well, Koch has been listening to the podcast because he, you know, he heard that we, he's like, KLR says I can play bone and Nazmi? And then he he ran into his big office and wiped off his whole dry erase board and just wrote, why? <laughs> he heard someone told him that in an early episode you were talking about how handsome he was. And they're like, you gotta listen to these guys. <laughs> He's got a square jaw. <laughs> I think he was anti-apartheid. <laughs> uh, I sure hope so. Uh, yeah, we'll get to the bottom of that next week. It'd be pretty salty if this Saturday when uh, they're announcing MLS that uh, <laughs> Burning, Whoa. Walk- <laughs> I'm just, I'm just Burning walks out with Caleb Porter like, we made it, guys! <laughs> guys is just on the sideline like, what? what? Stoned faces ever. <laughs> Nick, you didn't, give, you didn't give a temperature for Gotcha's seat. No one knows where you stand on any issue, so this will be, we'll call this mm. segment... Your first taste of Nick's Koch watch. <laughs> Give us a taste of Koch, Nick. Well, I have been watching Koch a lot lately. A Long bit and too, hard. A little bit too much, to be honest. I'm just going to stick with 98 Degrees. Okay. Favorite band, fair. so might as well. Guy, I know we didn't say much about the game, but if you're listening, you watched the game, okay? You know what happened. You saw it with your own eyes. Stop waiting for us to tell you how to feel. We're just experiencing this like you are. We're just regular guys. Yeah, maybe we have a LaSalle Hall of Fame soccer player with us. And we have Chad, Zach's friend, and Zach, and me, who didn't have the grades to play high school soccer. (laughs) Yeah, I, uh, who knows, if I didn't fail out of school in ninth grade, I could have been playing still. It all goes back to when I tried out for a Fairfield Select soccer team, and my mom didn't tell me whether or not I made it and went with football. so. (laughs) So do we ever know? Uh, you know, rumor has it that I made the team oh, wow. and she just didn't want me to play soccer. Chad, you didn't make it. <laughs> this is who you're listening to, folks. Experts. Yeah, we've got skills. Yeah, I, this week is definitely a week for, uh, if you want more game analysis, Cincinnati Soccer Talk is the place for you because we're recording this directly after the game because Sunday's our day and they decided to play on a Sunday. I'm surprised Forrest Lasso was even out there. Um... <laughs> <laughs> so you know we're just going off our gut feeling of what we watched you know we screamed at the tv and now we're here basically the end result mediocre that's what a tie is but you know happy to get a result not really angry not too happy it's all good yeah the end result is mediocre but better than all, last year all of the other games you felt like there's no progression and things like that like all of last season and at least today there was like glimmers of like good things happening um, there's something that I wanted to mention last week and I forgot. 
And that is that Tommy Heineman, after scoring a goal, pulls himself out of the game in the 49th minute for Penn FC mm. with an injury. A non-contact injury. A non-contact injury. That might not mean anything to you, but to me that means fucking redemption. <laughs> I don't wish anything bad on him, but that's all I need. Take it to the bank. He was full of shit. He came in with an injury. He knew it, and they just found him out. Yeah, I feel bad for him. Hope he didn't like re-tear an ACL or something, but you saw that and you were kind of like, oh. Because the consensus outside of uh, the FCC fanboys, which we are semi in the the group of, was that, you know, FCC fucked him over for no reason. And they still might have, but uh, this seems to somewhat justify them. But he did score a goal. It was, so. a, good, it was a good goal, too. Yeah, it was a good yeah goal. and this injury could 100% be unrelated. But in my head, it is the existing injury that we cut him for, and we are no longer considered deplorable by the players' union or whatever. Oh, that was a little harsh, but... Burning's character would never get questions. (laughs) This week, we'll we'll do it. We'll call an edition of Stadium Status. Um, We could finally see the end to this national nightmare that's been our ongoing stadium debacle, glory, whatever you want to call it. They're voting on Monday. It could all be done then. Tuesday, the MLS meets. Could be announcing us as an MLS team any point after that. Nick from soccer, what are you going to miss most about all the stadium bullshit, personally. I don't know. There was so much negativity surrounding each site, and it's just, to me, I'm thinking, MLS wants you to have a soccer-specific stadium in an urban core. There's nowhere to build. Cincinnati has <laughs> been around for quite a bit. Like, you're going to have to... Hmm. It's it's going to be a complicated issue. It's gonna There's going to be people living in the area that don't want it, and the biggest thing for me that I'm going to miss, and by miss, I mean not miss at all, <laughs> Because that was actually your question. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm just, I'm just kind of be glad to have it all behind us and able to just kind of move on. <laughs> Do you think back fondly of uh, <laughs> council meetings when they're trying to get the funding for infrastructure for Oakley? It seems like ages ago. We're like, this is the most exciting off season we're ever going to have in the history of this club. <laughs> yeah, I will say the West End proved to be the ultimate. Uh, I'll probably say this word perfectly. Rorschach test. Rorschach? Rorschach? You know what I'm saying? The ink blots? Ink. Rorschach, yeah. You could definitely... There was a great way to weed out who you wanted to be FCC friends with. Because people liked to make either uh, good salient points or prove themselves to be complete assholes. And you're like, oh, oh, okay. You're probably racist. But there's plenty of people who weren't. But uh, I'm glad that'll be said and done. And um, But as you know, Jonah, Rorschach inkblot test has low validity and questionable reliability. What are you guys going to miss most about the USL? If you watched the game today, you couldn't hear yourself think watching on TV with the way that the... Uh, they the had forge. The, for- the way the forge was just... Oh, God. It was intimidating. I think and, the most intimidating part is you could hear individual fans <laughs> saying what they wanted to say. I know. One guy was like, Lance. I'll tell you what I'll, I'll miss about Lance. And Lance just froze. He was like, Coach? He's like, No. I'll kind of miss some of the the easy, relaxed rules and regulations. No, no, no. So Las Vegas Knights, Las Vegas Knights, new team in the league, and they just partnered with a marijuana dispensary. I feel like that's something that would not be cool with the MLS and Zach. <laughs> no, but our, the corporate... while I am militantly drug-free, I uh, do support legalization of marijuana. Uh, while we're talking about attendance. <laughs> I just want to shit on Nashville for a second. They didn't sell out their second game. 
it's not so easy, folks, okay? You know, these hip cities think they can just come in. They're going to be Atlanta. They're going to be Cincinnati. You know what? It's not that easy. Um, Are we going to mention the fact that uh, the Predators had a home Stanley Cup playoff game yesterday? Well, about 10 other Nashville fans <laughs> did. Like, I was just to give a shit. If you're a hockey and a soccer fan, you're neither. <laughs> okay? That's just a fact. All right? Out. We don't want you to. <laughs> yeah, I caught some of the indie. They're, they had their first home game since uh, we came in there and dominated with a 1-0 victory. And um, I believe officially they might have sold five uh, away tickets to Nashville. But again, there was a hockey game and uh, Nashville sucks. But well, well, if we're, we're talking about indie. I do, I do got to call out one of their supporter groups. Not, not the one you think. <laughs> the Brickyard Battalion. So yeah, they... Um, Brought up the fact that they're playing FC Cincinnati again here in a couple weeks. And they had both teams' crests on their little page they did on Twitter. and uh, Geocities. It was uh, their crest, and it said verse, and then it was our crest. But you know what they did to us? Don't even tell me. You ready? Okay, tell me. They turned our crest upside down. Oh, my God. It's like it's those... So, it's so brutal, man. It's like those punks like, with the American flag. So, uh, Indy, yeah, get your head right. Like... This is a rivalry, but we're not trying to... Jesus Christ. Yeah, uh, it's a rivalry we don't really care about because we're gone after this year. Yeah, it's we're gone, but don't now. turn it upside down, you sycophants. I couldn't believe it. Yeah, but I might not make it up. I think we have a Cyclones game that Saturday, <laughs> so I'll be home in Cincy. And speaking of home in Cincy... Oh, I'm home in Cincy. It's the city where... Did I get it? <laughs> yeah. I, we, we came into this podcast saying we're going to be positive, but I do want to talk about that song. Um, first off, I've always hated the band Over the Rhine. I can't get into these mellow Christian radio rock bands. Are they Christian? Yeah, they play like Cornerstone Festival and stuff. Oh. I got no time for that. Second, we're all musicians in this room. You're dealing with four artists. We've got the singer of East Arcadia <laughs> in this room. I don't know if he wants Chad. to be. Chad. Chad. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, the, the melody of that song is so bad. Like, I get, like, maybe the words are fine. They sing about the city. But that melody is so bad. That cannot be our anthem. It made me want to leave. I almost left. <laughs> It's so strange everyone knowing how musical we are and the fact, you know, we've got X Bucker Bandits, X Quad Five Trio in this room and Chad, like and Nick from Ice Skates, like we could make a song for you. Like just ask, okay? And if if you get twenty thousand people singing, you know what? I'll sing it. I'll add a harmony, take it to a level you didn't think it could go. If you get the whole stadium singing this over the Rhine song, I'll sing it too. I don't I don't do anything. You guys put all the effort into all this shit. You put money into it. I sit on my butt and watch the game and then talk shit about everybody on the internet. By all means, not that you care what I say anyway, but I just really hate that song. No, we hold a lot of power. So yeah, Chance, you know, I did basically the entire Revolver album. It was perfect. Um, First one I'm going to start with is one I just came up with. Okay. <laughs> and it's to the tune of My Sharona, but it's for a guy that will probably never play out in the field, and it's Cicerone. Nick, I've heard you sing that one before. So you didn't just come up with that, but you might think that you just did. You're stealing the magic when you say that, Zach. You're robbing me of the magic. Anyways, the other songs I got, but if you remember, it was... Hey, you got to pass to Lance Lane, pass to Lance Lane all the time. You know, just like 
a Beatles song. Right? No. Carry that weight. The, yeah, that's exactly it. Um, Chad, you had that chant that you were dying to do. It was, uh, I think, a Bone Thugs Harmony song. How'd it go? Oh, no. Yeah. Uh, that's a Lance Lang song. Like, uh, I think I'm gonna cross loads, cross loads. <laughs> <laughs> And it's gonna miss everybody. <laughs> That's on the fly. <laughs> but we pray and we pray. Let's go praise and he prays and he prays. Caleb Porter. <laughs> We're not ready for Caleb Porter. There, see? You just switch it really easily. Here, we'll do two more chants. We'll get the genre from Chad, we'll get the artist from Nick. We'll get the song from Zach, and then any of us can do the song. Chad, give me a genre. Uh, 90s country. Wow, Nick. What? You're not Toby Keith. No, that's 2000s, you idiot. Shania. Yeah, Garth Brooks, Brooks, would, be, Garth Brooks would be a good one. To... Oh, Thunder Rolls. And the Corbin Bone. <laughs> and he's just all right. Do, do, do. He's not so bad. I just used it because his name fit with it. I don't know answer prayers. <laughs> Sometimes I thank God for Daniel Haber's hair. <laughs> no, he's got some of Koch's greatest gifts. <laughs> Our unplaying players. That's for uh, Nazmi. Uh, friends in Low Places yeah. seems. Yeah, that'll go out to uh, Amiobi, Ciceroni, uh, Sam DeWitt. All my bench and non bench makers. We won't even change the words. <laughs> Damn it. Yeah, we just sing the actual song. Lower Places. Whose name rhymes with lower places? Damn it! Uh, Colin Baton Rouge. Anyone for that? What rhymes with Ouge? Who's on the team? It's got to be one. I went down yonder on the Nazi Badawi. Oh, and then yonder on the Albadawi. Never seen a fish that looked so big. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what he's into. Back to Baton Rouge. Cotterator, when he put me in. Ca- <laughs> No, it's me, Abba Dowie. Want your Oh, I got it. Oh, perfect. No, it's me, Abba Dowie. Want you pass one on through? Want to score a little gold for my? Damn it. Okay, I'm working on it. It's gold. No, it's me, Abba Dowie. Want you play me one through? I'm gonna go top corner for the game is through. Carbon bone. Want you clear it off the line? Want you clear that ball just one more time? Woo, folks, got one. We got a live one. It's a bodily. <laughs> not for the song, it's not. Uh, Diane Schlag, the Prid, Prid North, uh, Lindner's Ladies, Freddy's Kids, all you SGs out there. I want to be hearing. Bailey uh, Orphans. Bailey Orphans. <laughs> wherever you are. Jimmy's Kids. Jimmy's Kids. I want to hear you guys singing. Uh, oh, but now he wants you to me. <laughs> Oh, but now you want to play me one through and a score in the top. <laughs> That's not too bad. Next week, I'll have a full album worth of new ones. Uh, final words, Chad. Uh, could have been better, could have been worse. Nailed it. Nick, how do you feel? Could have been better, could have been a little bit worse. Interesting. Zach. Great game. <laughs> yeah. Next week, I'll have a day to prepare, unlike this week when the schedule makers really rammed one up our butt here. Yeah. Next week, hopefully, is a great one. I'm hoping we have some special super-duper MLS announcements, which will just be an hour of us just, you know, jerking ourselves off for getting the call from the boss up to the big league. Yeah, there's a lot we can't say, but all I would say is <laughs> trust our vibe. <laughs> and the vibe is good. If you don't at this point, like, who are you trusting? That dude!
I've got friends in higher places. You'd be surprised. Some fans are racist. Remember what I just got? It's pretty good. Yeah. I think I scored a goal, but they called offsides. Got a text from my wife just now. Said, if I'm hearing chance, does that mean it's almost over? <laughs> Babe, it is. Shout out. That's right, folks. I'm married. Picture in a single again. Uh, anyways. Do I do the whole thing again? <laughs> yeah. I know what you're thinking. Man about the town. Different woman every night. Loves the podcast. Are you Mr. KLR? No, we're a family. There's four of us this week. I haven't checked the standings. Going to assume we're in first place. Fuck goal differential. My son's downstairs. Fuck, fuck, fuck. Parental uh, <laughs> advisory. Rise together. Operator, won't you put me on through? I gotta send my love down to Baton Rouge. Hurry up, won't you put her on the line? I gotta talk to the girl just one more time. <laughs>